welcome to the Autism Grown Up Podcast, a podcast to help you wherever you are to begin with adulthood in mind. I'm Dr. Tara Regan, an autism researcher, coach, and big sister to two adult brothers on the autism spectrum. For the last 10 years, I've helped people on the autism spectrum, their families and professionals from around the world navigate their day-to-day lives and work. And in that time, I've watched countless smart, brave, and capable people feel overwhelmed, underprepared, and totally stressed out by the cliff after high school. I believe that we can build our own bridges to adulthood and that you don't have to settle for just getting by. That's why each week I'm here to help guide and support you as you create or help create a life and work experience that actually nurtures and develops your potential and the autistic adult in your life's potential through knowing yourself, strategies, and support. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Autism Grown Up podcast. I took a quick vacation last week and I am ready to get back at it again and get into talking about how we can prepare for going back to school. So it's already the first week of August or the second week of August or whenever you're listening to this as of this recording is early August and we are in the middle of back to school season. No matter when your child starts school, um, this is a big time where you start to see some shifts even in the stores, like in Target and Walmart and other spots where you're seeing notebooks, binders, pens and pencils, all those school supplies start to be popping up everywhere that you start to see commercials and more things related to that. So those visual cues, are very strong reminders of something that is one of the biggest annual transitions that our autistic kiddos experience every single year. It happens to be one of my favorite seasons because I love supplies and stationery, but it is not everybody's favorite season. I totally understand that. It is a big change for everyone. Um, and returning to school in the fall can be a huge shift. There's lots of new experiences that will be happening at school. There's a lot of things to adjust to, including new routines, new teachers possibly, new classes, classmates, bus schedules, and even perhaps a new school. All of those combined together can feel like the transition back to school is a huge one for your child on the spectrum. So today, episode, I'm going to be focusing on like this main question here, and that is how can families ease the back to school transition for their kids on the spectrum and for themselves? So this is kind of helping you all feel more comfortable with this transition yourselves because you're also modeling those expectations and those feelings about when it comes to going back to school. So today I'm going to be sharing some of my families as well as other families' experiences and things that we have done and have learned a lot about to focus on to ensure a smooth ease back to school that can hopefully inspire or affirm the work you're already doing at home with your kiddos and kind of give you some ideas to support you where there are some existing challenges or things that you do want to work on. And I also pulled from some other 
research articles, blog posts, what have you, all the things that I've found online uh, from other organizations and bloggers kind of in a major or I would say a minor, minor qualitative assessment of what are some common themes and things that families tend to focus on or want to focus on during this transition back to school period. So I've outlined these in three major themes. We're going to dive into each of these and I'll share some of my family's experiences as well as others to kind of give you some examples and to dig in deeper just a little bit when it comes to thinking about how to apply some of these strategies and um, suggestions for you to think about as you may or may not want to incorporate them at home. All right, let's get into it. So the first one is to think about strategies you can do right now at home before school even starts. So this gets you in kind of like a proactive stance, a preemptive type of take on how can you start preparing for the transition to school. Because you that's something you can do right now today with your autistic child, no matter how old they are. And these are all strategies, by the way, for if you have a child on the spectrum across all ages, kindergarten, elementary school, middle, high school, and even college and other post-secondary opportunities. These are even things that we still do with my brothers who now both attend a day program, but the hours really do mimic kind of the school day. So they do think about it kind of like that. All right, so as a reminder, I have all the links to things I've mentioned in this episode in the show notes, so you can just go ahead and check that out. That is going to be at, um, I'll put the link for the podcast episode in the show notes. I recently moved websites for everything, including the podcast notes, just to keep everything in one simple clean spot, which I'm sure we all would appreciate. And that's just really easy and accessible for you to use and share with other families too, if you so desire to. So the major first thing, like I mentioned, let's go back. I went on some tangents there. The first major thing is to think about the strategies you can do at home. So one of the major ones I've been talking a lot about in my summer series this summer is to incorporate a visual schedule at home. And I have a guide for you to do that some with some easy, simple steps, as well as an assessment to help you figure out what you need to create and what would be helpful for your autistic child. And um, one of those ways that you can have and portray a visual schedule is to use a countdown. So you can even use a calendar for this. That's something simple and really easy to get at the store. And that's something we have in our house. We kind of have like a command center right outside. Oh, excuse the truck in the background. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, We have a calendar in our kitchen where my brothers like to go check what are some upcoming days, some things that are going on. They like to keep track of when my sister and I are coming home, dentist appointments, those type of things. And we even put the days that they go back to school, days they're at day camp. That's what they call their day program. And that's something we started at a very young age with both my brothers because my youngest brother especially, well, actually, no, both of them, like to ask about when are some upcoming things coming up or they would feel a bit 
um, more likely to have a meltdown if all of a sudden we have like a big event and we didn't tell them about that. So this calendar helps us navigate that. And my brother Tanner, he's always asking when he's going to go back to school. So for him to be directed to the calendar and see it written down, it kind of, it helps reassure him and helps him kind of instill that knowledge and that comfort to know when he's going back to school or back to day camp. Um, another way to use your visual schedule to prepare for back to school is to incorporate more of the morning routines and the evening routines that you want to have in practice once it comes to back to school because more than likely your child may have to wake up earlier than they have been in the summer and go to bed earlier than they have been as well so this is a great time to practice those two you can choose one or the other or do both um, just as a way to practice the skills you want to do maybe you want to incorporate um, more independence and more ownership of choosing clothes in the morning or practicing certain hygiene practices. Those types of things are great to include in the visual schedule, practice them, and that way your, your child has them mastered by the time school starts. And then another thing that the visual schedule and other strategies you can think about at home is to um, build in a time for school supply shopping. Uh, you may or may not be getting a list from the, your child's teacher or your child's school, and that's a great way to inc include your child in that process, um, depending on what's appropriate and what your child may be interested in. They may want to select some of the items on the list, like even based on like colors or patterns or different things like that. And that increases their ownership of going back to school and they feel a little bit more motivated and excited about it. I, and kind of going on there is to build in some choice making opportunities. Like, like I mentioned, they can choose the colors for various items to bring to the classroom things that they want to uh, bring to show their teacher, to learn more about them, and maybe if they already know their teacher, they already know kind of the things that they like and colors and patterns and those type of things. So those are just some strategies to think about at home. And then something further along and kind of, I touched on this just a second, if your child wants to build more ownership in this or you want to build more ownership so your child build more ownership with your child so they feel more comfortable going back to school is the second strategy here and it's to create an about me booklet or pamphlet so this is can be whatever size you want to make it to be it could be digital it can be something that's printed out but it's ultimately a booklet that can help any and all school staff members to get to know your child and it can also be a reminder for staff that may already know your child, but um, this can be such a great way to just get this information on paper um, and your child can help create it as well too. It's just like a one page booklet or pamphlet of your student to introduce them to school employees as well and bus drivers, other school staff members. And it could be also a great thing in the future to share with future healthcare 
providers, service providers, therapists, after school leaders, and other school staff members, as well as with classmates. I think this is another great one too, uh, especially if your child's teacher is already familiar with them, but the pamphlet could even include things about the summer, things that they did this summer, things that they missed about being in school, those type of things. But I also find that this About Me booklet can be so great with introducing autism and differences to other classmates in the room and kind of gets peers more on board and more understanding and can contribute to more of a positive and safe classroom community for your child to be a part of, especially if that is one of your major concerns when it comes to back to school season. And there there are like a lot of great ideas out on Pinterest and other blogs. So of course, like I mentioned, those are in the show notes. So within the booklet, you can even have the students' strengths, their interests, and include a couple photos of them and things that are, that are important to them. Maybe some specific toys or specific interests that it's very good to know that your child is very interested in that because that can help get everyone on the same page and can be a conversation starter. And then um, going back to getting your child involved, this is a great way for them to take some ownership of this project as well. I, if you, you can have them read it too, to help it seem more personalized, they can share what their interests are. Ultimately, I want, I would suggest this booklet be written from their perspective, from first person, so they can read it, or um, as their teacher is reading it, then it seems more individualized and related to your child. And then as your student gets older, they can share this booklet and practice how practice some of those self-advocacy skills. So this is just a great way to start building those skills as well. And I would recommend sending this booklet, um, bring it along maybe if you have the chance to go to like a meet the teacher night or an early open house, something in advance so your child's teacher can get to know them in person and put the booklet with the face and the name. And, um, or you can also send it, of course, in the t- your child's backpack. Those type of things that you know that your t- child's teachers can actually look at it and uh, it's gonna be of use for the teacher. So that's a big one there. I love the About Me booklet. I've seen such really great ones and I hope that is a helpful thing for you to think about. Um, this is not even just for school too. Like I mentioned, it could be even something you have for introducing your child across so many different people in their lives because they come across so many different people just by the nature of the community, the autism community and the services you, and resources you may be seeking out in your community. And then the last one is related to the Meet the Teacher Night or... Um, so I would suggest trying to make an advance visit or some type of contact with your child's teacher in advance to ensure that everything is in place for your child. Especially if your child is starting a new program, has a new teacher, brand new school. This is to ensure that your child's IEP or 504 is in place and that they're going to be receiving the accommodations and services that they need from day one. Um, because I have had so many experiences with through my family as well as many other families where 
unfortunately some schools have dropped the ball when it comes to this because they've been in the middle of the hiring process the teacher doesn't have the roster a number of different things and so my family we've had to do a number of things and have had to learn unfortunately on the ground when it comes to actually making sure that we my brother has a teacher and that he has a bus to go on uh one of our I'll tell a quick story, but I don't want this to be kind of like a horror story for you to feel even more anxious about back to school, but it just further instills that it's really important to make sure that everything is in place for your child because, yeah, there may be nothing. So Tyler, my the oldest of my two brothers, he um, this was the year that he first transitioned to ninth grade in high school, and um, we actually had been living in the area for a couple years and I was currently at this high school and we were very excited about Tyler and I being in the same school together. He was going to be in the separate setting classroom, the self-contained classroom at his school, which was specifically for autism, um, autistic students. And we actually, all the way up until maybe the week before school started, we'd heard nothing from the school about his transition to this high school. And then when we finally did, we got a student schedule in the mail and it was like, uh, like a typically developing student schedule. Like it looked like my schedule from when I started in ninth grade. Like algebra one was in the morning and then he would have to transition over to environmental science and then he had lunch and it was just like a typical schedule with no links to any teachers or anything like that. So we were at the very least just some concern here. We had a lot of concern. I'll say that. So my dad and we actually had not even heard from the bus um kind of the bus system about like what number bus Tyler will be going on, what time the bus will be here in the morning, because Tyler always took a separate bus to, to, to school because he needs that support and supervision. And we heard nothing from them until also with that schedule that he was going to be taking my bus in the morning and riding along with us to school. And then, so yeah. That kind of gives you a picture of how weird it was and we were concerned for sure and my dad made repeated attempts to contact the school nothing for a while and it even made it up to the first day of school where we were like okay we've heard nothing from anybody and we also did want to give some space to the school since we had made a couple attempts but even so, I think we should have gone further to make sure Tyler was going to be safe and that he was going to have a teacher at this school on his first day. So that's another big thing. I, The reason why I am telling this story is to assure you that it's totally fine to keep asking these types of questions because that is your legal right and that's your child's right in accessing their education at school. Um, I'm not gonna give any legal advice here, of course, but that's ultimately the common thing that we can all share is that we can absolutely seek these resources and keep pushing and persisting to make sure that everything is fine and safe and that your child is actually gonna have a teacher and be in a classroom and not given a schedule that's totally inappropriate for them. So 
Um, long story short for the ending is we did work things out. My dad did just drive him to school that day and he walked all over the place to coordinate busing, who his teacher is and things like that where, and then things were finally fleshed out. Like Tyler actually did have a teacher at the school. So he spent the year there and he did have a bus and everything was worked out. But it was also thanks to my dad just sticking it through that entire day being like, hey, what's going on here? Um, so that was like a major, um, major learning experience for all of us as a family and unfortunately we've had multiples of that experience with my younger brother as well just these transition periods between middle school and high school and other types of um, years in between teachers and those type of types of things do tend to lean towards just gaps in communication between folks and so I would even just suggest trying to make those connections beforehand too and make sure that the eighth grade teacher is connecting with the high school teachers in some type of way and that your child can visit the school and practice these types of routines too but that is all for another day of course but just some things to think about for you as you think about the transition to school in the fall and uh, so here are some concluding thoughts from today uh, just a few things to consider because there's so many adjustments to be made um, when we think about the transition back to school for the fall but these were some proactive strategies for you to have at home, to share with the school, and to encourage a positive communication loop between you and your child's teacher in the school, and to ensure that your child is being taken care of at school. Because that's all we want, right? We want back to school season to be a fresh yet smooth start. All right, I'll talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, resources from this episode, and more free help with adulthood, head over to our website at autismgrownup.com podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts apps or by sharing the show with a friend. We'll be back next week with even more Autism Grown Up topics. Hey, one more thing, whether you are an autistic adult, family member, or professional, I've got some workshops, curated blog reading lists, downloadable tools, and many other resources to help you and the autistic adult in your life prepare and get a job, prepare for college, navigate the adult service system, and figure out adulting. These are all the things that I've found in my research and working with families and professionals that will help you succeed in adulthood. So if you are ready to create a successful adulthood experience, you can text the letters A-G-U to 555-888 and you can get immediate access to our adulthood starter kits. Check this out. Share this with your friends. I would love to hear from you and what's helping, how you're using it, how's it going. You can also follow up with that same number again to get in contact with me. Again, if you text the letters A like autism, G like grown, and U like up to 555-888.